Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I recently read an article in Entrepreneur Magazine. The title of the article was, why you should seek out a business coach. The the very first paragraph of the article I just thought was priceless. It went like this. So you made the leap from being an employee to owning a business. Congratulations. You've just entered the ranks of becoming a soon-to-be entrepreneurial failure or a near-term success. And the success, I've said this many times on the show, that success requires that you have a team of trusted advisors around you. And that's what this article goes on to talk about, that a business coach can certainly keep you out of the ditch, so to speak. So today, my guest is Lisa Randolph. Lisa is the founder and CEO of your Kaizen Coach, coaching and consulting firm. She has been a full-time entrepreneur for 24 years. She's been a mentor, business coach, facilitator, as well as a published author and speaker. Please help me in welcoming Lisa to the show. Lisa, welcome to All Things Franchising. Linda, thank you so much for having me today. Hello, everyone. Thank you for that introduction. Well, I, Wonderful. Oh, most definitely. You know, I, I just had to chuckle a little bit, Lisa, when I read that article, and it says, oh, great, so <laughs> now you're going to be a business owner, so here's here's a couple of things that could happen. So, Lisa, mm. I know that you've been a business owner for quite some time, entrepreneur. Talk to me a little bit about your history and where did where did the idea of becoming a business coach come from? Yes, absolutely, Linda. So just just going back a little bit, my history, you know, like a lot of your listeners, I was in, I mean I was in corporate America um prior to starting my business 24 years ago. So I was in their shoes thinking about leaving my corporate job and, you know, venturing into the world of entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, I was at the place where I still liked what I did, but didn't love it. And some of your people might feel that way right now. And, uh, you know, I felt like my mission was accomplished where I was in corporate America. So I knew that I wanted to start my own business. Um, And also I knew that because it's just kind of in my DNA, all the women in my family growing up, have always had their own business. So it's something I've always been intrigued with. And I myself, you know, even while I was in corporate America, I still had a side business. So I just, I love the whole aspect of running a business, owning a business, uh, being the visionary of your own destiny. 
you know, so that appealed to me as well. And uh, so as far as the whole coaching aspect, it came kind of naturally to me, Linda, because when I was uh, working in my corporate job, I also did a lot of coaching with uh, the employees. So that just kind of has been a natural path for me. Um, So I knew that that was something that I would want to do when I did um, become an entrepreneur is to help other entrepreneurs and and business owners to really kind of get clear about their vision, what they want to do, set those goals for themselves, uh, and really tap into the talents that they already have. You know, a lot of them, Mm -hmm. they, they don't think that they already have talents that can be transferable to uh, being a small business owner. But mm-hmm. what we do is we really visit those things they did in their corporate job or whatever, and how can you use those to really leverage yourself as an entrepreneur? So right. that's, that's one thing a coach does. And, and honestly, I have always had a coach from the time that I left the hotel, because I knew the value of it, to now. So you always want to find a coach that has a coach. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Now, when you said yeah. when you left the hotel, you were in hospitality corporate, I corporate was. weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I was in um, I was in corporate America as well, banking for thirty plus years, and I can remember the last year that I was there. Mm-hmm. And folks, if you're still in corporate, you may be able to relate to this as well. I felt that the security badge that I wore around my neck to go from one area of the bank to the other, it got heavier and heavier. At mm. what point, Lisa, did you feel as though can remember thinking, I am sitting in somebody else's chair here. This is mm. not mine anymore. Oh boy, you brought up a you brought up a good point there, and I do think you have to get to the point. Um, I remember when I got to that point. Uh, just a story. It was at the time where the hotel industry, and it's almost like we've come full circle, was going through a recession. It was the recession uh, to close to nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And that was not a fun time to go to work in the hotel industry because I was in sales. And what was happening was we couldn't control a lot of the groups calling to cancel their meetings because of the recession, right? So, you know, as a salespeople in a hotel, you're kind of like the stepchild of the hotel. You're the stepchild when things aren't going great, you know, but then when there are heads in the beds, and what I call butts in the banquet space, you're the hero. But we went through we went through a big, big uh, stretch of of being a stepchild. And so I go to work every day, Linda, and it was just so heavy. It was almost like mm-hmm. I just didn't even want to get out of bed. I couldn't breathe because I knew we were just going to get beat up. And right. that that was when I was like, I just I don't like what I'm doing anymore. It doesn't make me uh-huh. feel good. I still love the people that I worked with, uh, but I didn't like the environment, and I knew it was time for me to shift. And one thing that happened is I got home from the uh, hotel one day, and this was a turning point for me. There was a postcard in the mail from our general manager at the hotel, 
and it had a beautiful, you know, it was those accessory cards. It was along that vein, so it said teamwork. And I thought, man, this is so awesome that the general manager sent this to us. And I opened it up. I op- It was a card. I opened it up, and it said, you all need to get it together and act as a team. So, yes, yes, to my home, to my safe space, my haven, where I could take off all of that miserable stuff and leave it behind. And you all need to act as a team and get it together. Yeah, that came to my house. That's great leadership skills right there, I yes. tell you. <laughs> yes. And so I thought, no, 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 no. This this is a turning point. And so uh, interesting, went back to work, talked to some of the other salespeople. They got the same card as well. So fast forward, probably about uh, about a week later, and I, I don't kid you, I went to my mailbox again. There's something about this mailbox in this transition. (laughs) You know, the mailbox was golden. It was telling. So I opened the mailbox, and there was a postcard this time to an open house to a massage therapy school. And I was like, this is it. This is what I am supposed to do. And the reason I thought that is because my grandmother, when she was sick, you know, but when I was back in college, she was sick and um, she had multiple, my, multiple myeloma. She was going through her treatments, and the only way she would get relief is if I rubbed her, you know, gave her mm-hmm. massages. And she would, she would just say, you know, Lisa, she goes, Bug, my, my nickname's Lisa Bug. You have got one of the most nurturing touches. You really need to think about being a nurse. And I'm like, no. I, I don't like needles. I don't like blood. I was in school being advertising and marketing. So, you know, I would soothe her. And, uh, and, and that was it. But that conversation, Linda, came back to me that day. And she had been, she had been gone for 10 years. That conversation came to me that day at that mailbox and said, this is the way I can do what my grandmother was talking about, use my touch, to make a difference in people's health, in their life, and do something that I feel good about and stop helping a corporation that doesn't appreciate me make their bottom line. So I mm-hmm. went and enrolled in school, and while I was still working my corporate job, I was in school on the weekends and the evenings and got through school in about six to seven months, and I started my practice. But, you know, I want the people to realize I didn't just jump out there and quit my job. So for those that are kind of in the same space and thinking you're miserable where you are, put a plan together. You know, work mm-hmm. that plan. Don't just jump out there. There, there is a such thing as a leap of faith, but it it has to be, you know, a, a smart leap of faith. I mm-hmm. think. You know, right. God has given us wisdom. So, um, I. I knew what I wanted to do at that point, and I remember putting in my resignation, and it just, I felt at peace. I felt like my mission had been accomplished where I was. I felt at peace and that I could go, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Lisa, yeah. I remember when I left my corporate job, uh, unfortunately, I did not have a clear plan like you did, um, because one of the reasons was, I only, you were talking about knowing your skills or finding out what your skills was. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just, whenever I went from, moved from one city to the next, this was certainly before before branch banking. 
So we didn't have Chase banks all over the world. There were no Bank of America banks all over the world that you could transfer Mm. to. So I would quit one bank and I went to work for another bank. I thought banking was all I could do. But I remember going in and telling my boss that I was leaving. And he said, Mm -hmm. we were in the corporate division. He said, did one of our corporate clients lure you away? I said, no, that's not it. He said, are you going to work for another bank? And he said, oh, Lord have mercy, no. I've done my time there. He said, but Linda, what are you going to do? And it was as though someone else entered the room and said, I don't know, but it has to be more purposeful. Lisa, I had no clue what that meant. But at the end of the day, I had to feel like I had made a difference. And it sounds like that's the point you got to as well. I did, Linda. I did. I needed to feel like what I was doing was purposeful, you know. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, when I made that decision, it felt like a 10-pound weight had been lifted off of my chest. Mm -hmm. It did. And uh, and I remember when that my boss, when I told him what I was going to do, it was a Friday. And he said, yeah, he goes, he goes, kind of what your boss said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to start my practice. He said, you know what? He said, but you've been with us for so long. I said, I know that. I said, but I feel like my mission's accomplished here. And he said, mm-hmm. I want you to take the weekend. You know, it's almost like they think you can't do anything yeah. else. I want you to take the weekend and just think about it. Keep your resignation letter. And, and uh, if you feel the same way on Monday, when you come back, I'll accept it. Monday rolled around. He said, Lisa, what are you thinking? I said, here's my letter. Here's my letter. <laughs> and uh, I tell you, Linda, you guys, when I went back to my office and I sat down and I looked at my computer and uh, I saw the email come across the computer and it said, I want to inform everybody in the office that Lisa has officially given her resignation. I saw that and I broke out into tears. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I was, it was so real, but I was like, what did I just do? What yeah. did I just yeah. do? Now it's yeah. game on, you know, and people were running in yeah. my office going, what? But I'm like, yeah, time to go. But yeah. I slept so good that night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Lisa, if somebody's listening and they are, you know, maybe they're this situation that you and I were, going to work every day, not it, it doesn't excite you any longer. Mm-hmm. What, where should they begin? What is the process? How far in advance should they start planning um, for their exit? You know, it's going to be different for everybody, I think, Linda, because it depends on how how miserable everybody is, honestly, because everybody's mm-hmm. journey is going to be different, right? So, right. Um, But I do think that once you start to feel that in your gut – that it's time for you to leave, whatever that point is for you, whether you still like what you're doing, but you feel like you want to be an entrepreneur, or whether you're like, I just can't even get out of bed and go do that anymore. Or mm-hmm. if you feel like, um, I don't think my job's going to be secure, especially with uh, with COVID now, you know, they can come in and lay you off any minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. you might want to have more control of your destiny, right? So start yeah. putting that plan together now. I don't care what stage of the journey you're in. Start planning now. You know, ask yourself, what is it that I would want to do and why? You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what is it, you know, do I have, uh, it could even be a hobby or 
is there something that I that I have a gift at that I know that other people could benefit from? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there again, it gets back to your skills and talents that you're using where you are. How can you how can you spin those into a business? You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how can you be the answer to somebody else's dilemma? Because if you think about it, that's what business is. You're providing a need for other people. You're bettering people's lives with with what you're offering, right? Whether it's a product right. or a service. Right, exactly. So get really so, clear. Get really clear. Yeah. So say someone has gotten to that point and they have this widget that they want to latch a hold of. Whether that's mm-hmm. ri- that widget is they start their business from ground up or whether it is a franchise that has a widget that they connect with. So okay. at this point, and they've decided to leave, so at this point, what are some advice, what's some advice you could give them that, you know, maybe some of those common traps that, you know, business owners, small business owners, entrepreneurs fall into when they first get started? What have you seen happen that, um, that could potentially hold them back if they weren't aware of that? Yes, uh, there there are a lot of traps. You know, first of all, I think one of the biggest traps is saying, I have a passion for this, so I know that I can just jump out there and do it, Yep. you know, yep. without putting a plan together. You know, you can have all the passion in the world, but if you don't put a plan together, you know, it's going to be like chasing your tail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a little dog running around, you don't know what you're doing. So really be intentional about putting a plan together and get somebody to help you with that. You know, that's mm-hmm. where uh, coaching really does come in handy because uh, it's very valuable because they help you really, you know, map out that vision and what you want to do and set um, timelines and goals. You know, so you work backwards from if you say you want to, you know, have this business up and running or be out of corporate America in a year, Okay, that's great. Well, let's let's start at the end and let's uh, put a plan together, you know, work backwards to where you are now. You know, so that timeline and the goals and the different strategies and paths that that need to get you there. So, I think people don't give themselves enough time. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get there from where you are in, you know, a week to two weeks and, you know, ta-da, I'm a successful business owner. Right. So, right. it's a journey. Be gentle with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Realize you are going to um, fail, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. Learn from it. And really the only way you fail is if you're not trying. That, that really mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. every time you hit an obstacle, you know, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a learning process. You know, look at what worked once you hit that wall and what didn't, and, uh, and pivot. Um, yeah, that that's what I always tell people. Then pivot. I think another uh, area where a lot of people get trapped is thinking they can do everything on their own. Mm. You can't. <laughs> right. I know right. that was a big one. That was a big one uh, for me. I mean, and I always consider myself a pretty savvy businesswoman. You know, just mm-hmm. being a corporate for twenty four years, and you know, I was good at planning, strategy, you know, sales, marketing, all that kind of stuff, but. What you have to realize is that if you're working for somebody else, uh, there there are departments 
within that entity. You have an accounting department. You have a, a, a an assistant that if you run out of something, they order it for you. you have, right? You don't even think about how those uh, paper clips or whatever magically appear on your desk, right? So now you have to do that. You have, uh, you know, you have a marketing department. So you have other departments around you right now that wear those hats. But when you become an entrepreneur, yeah, but you have to do these things on your own or figure them out. So mm-hmm. really think about all the support uh, roles that you're going to need around you and mm-hmm. start putting those people in place. Now, when I say that, I do think you need to have a handle on how to do the basics of those things. You do. You, mm-hmm. you need to know how mm-hmm. to. Those are the basics of running a business. You need to know those things. But when you get to the point where you're comfortable with it, it's time to delegate. Mm-hmm. It's time to hand it over to somebody else. And that's that's the problem a lot of entrepreneurs don't know at what point to delegate. And they find themselves working in their business, you know, doing right. those those tasks that takes up their time that's not going to yield them, um, you know, a sustainable business. They should be working on their business and out doing the networking and business development and you know, working those phones and all those things. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, most definitely. You know, Lisa, we've been talking about, you know, small business, entrepreneur, kind of in general. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe the difference between coming out of corporate, starting something from ground up, and coming out of corporate, and maybe um, going into the franchise business model? Mm, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, really, there again, I think that that gets back to the, you know, having people ask what type of business they want to start, you know, because mm-hmm. they are totally different. Even though they're both part of the entrepreneurial journey, Linda, they're mm-hmm. different. The type of energy you're going to put into starting something from scratch, you know, and really figuring out that vision and how to market it and, uh you know, where to market it, all of these different things, Um, PR, that stuff you're going to have to do from scratch, whereas with a franchise, pretty much the model is already there for you. You know, you pay for the model, but it's already there for you, you know, different licensing, different, uh, you know, the regulations are already put in place, the legalities, whereas when you run your own business, you got to go out and – what license do I need, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what insurance do I need? You know, so you have to figure all that stuff out on your own. But I right. do think, you know, because I did jump, I did go the route where, you know, I start business from scratch. I don't know. I'm one of those. I like that challenge, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, so I kind of stumbled around, but I mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to have, um, I knew that I wanted to have a lot of control over my vision and over my direction that I took my company. And I mm-hmm. think that with starting a business from scratch, you have more autonomy. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's mm-hmm. important to you, you should explore that route. Um, if you need something that is a little bit more structured and the plan is already there for you, it might be worth investing into uh, a franchise and uh, you know I know with franchising they have uh, different training programs they send you through you know so you have that support as well so it's not like you're working in a silo 
because when you're an entrepreneur, a lot of times you can be working in a silo. You know, and that's, right. that's where a lot of people get trapped. You, you're you on your own, but that's where it's important for you to build that, that network of other entrepreneurs um, who are kind of in the same boat or to also have that coach that can work with you to work through your plan, you know. And I right. would suggest even talking to a coach before you decide to start a business on your own versus a franchise mm-hmm. so you can decide which one you really feel like you have the bandwidth for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I've always said that the great thing about being in business for yourself, being an entrepreneur, you can make any decision that you want. You can. And the the worst thing about being in business alone and being an entrepreneur, you can make any decision you want. <laughs> That's right. That is a double-edged sword. And, you know, so many times um, entrepreneurs are very creative. And what I see sometimes is they chase those shiny objects and go down these rabbit holes that doesn't necessarily build their business. That's one thing that a franchise does. It does provide that structure and keep you focused. And you have those you know, weekly, monthly meetings with the franchisor that keeps you in place. They end up being like your coach. So yes. whether folks, whether you decide to do the franchise or, or start from scratch, it doesn't matter. You just have to have someone that will hold you accountable. That is Absolutely. so important. Don't you think, Lisa? I I know it for a fact. And, you know, you brought up a good point, Linda, and I want people to remember this. You know, the whole thing about that structure being there, as we both mentioned, um, and those those meetings. So one of the things that really helped me, you guys, was when I left, when I left corporate America, and I have my clients do this as well, I'm like, what structures were in place where you were? What type yeah. of meetings did you have where you were? Did you have weekly sales meetings? Did you have quarterly uh, projection meetings? Did you have monthly projection meetings? Did you have quarterly retreats? Whatever type of meetings you had where you were, realize that those are going to be even more valuable to you as a business owner. So bring those types of structures with you as an entrepreneur. Set your own meetings, your own annual meeting, your own monthly uh, you know, goal setting strategy meetings. And so that really did help me, you know, when mm-hmm. I left is I still kept that structure and plus have set times that you're going to yeah. work, you know, just like you do it for a company, you know, mm-hmm. you got to put on that mindset. The, the mindset is totally different. You know, you have to put on that mindset of I'm a CEO of my company. I need to run this company like it is my business, like a corporation, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Most you definitely. didn't show up late where you are now, right? So, right. you know, you wouldn't show up late for your own company. I would hope not. Yeah, just because you work from home, that doesn't mean that you get to sleep until 10 o'clock uh, right. in the morning. <laughs> and business doesn't, that's, that does, you could try that. You know, I'm not, I'm, sure. I'm just saying, if you want to try that, go ahead. But, you know, you just missed probably two to three hours worth of work. And, um, you know, others, others, you know, like they say, the early bird does get that warm. I tell you what, Lisa, I need to take a quick commercial break. 
And I absolutely love stories. I'm just I'm I'm just hooked on stories. Do you happen to have any stories that you could share with us when we come back? I sure do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very it. good. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Lisa Randolph. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. I'm here with Lisa Randolph. And, Lisa, I meant to ask you early in the show, what is the Mm -hmm. significance of the name of your company, your Kaizen Coach? Yes, absolutely, Linda. So Kaizen is a Japanese principle, uh, which means to continuously improve upon something, you know, incrementally. So you improve upon things in an incremental fashion, moving forward. And uh, so that has always resonated with me. And that principle has been around for a long, long time. So uh, Kaizen coach, you know, I want to be that person or that coach that works with you to move you forward continuously, you know, incrementally to get to where you want to go and be with your business. And so any, any type of, uh, that's, Part, I have a parent company called Kaizen Endeavors. So any entity that goes under that has to continuously improve people. Mm-hmm. And so this I is one of those entities. Yeah. I love that. Yes, so, Lisa, if someone's listening and they think, gosh, I'd like to know more about that, where would they find more information about you and your coaching programs? You bet, absolutely. Uh, they can go to my website, which is, YourKaizenCoach.com, uh, Y-O-U-R-K-A-I-Z-E-N, Coach.com, um, or they can actually, um, I do have a scheduling link, and if somebody would like to schedule with me, I'd love to hear a little bit about what they're thinking about doing with their business. Um, I offer a, a complimentary 30-minute session. And if we could put that in the notes, you know, people would be able mm-hmm. to to access that that scheduling link. And also Absolutely. on social media, I'm at your Kaizen Coach. Very good. Now, 
what does it look like when someone's working with you? You know what? It looks a lot of different ways because it depends on what they want to accomplish. So I don't do cookie cutter stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. when I say that, I operate within packages because I like to work with somebody for at least six months to a year because that's where you start to see the growth and the shift. So, um, And we, we can make sure that they're on track. So I do have packages. But we usually do start out with a lot of discovery exercises, Linda. So I do a lot of questioning, a lot of discovery to really, really drill down into where somebody wants to go, you know, with their business. So we get real clear. That's where we start developing mm-hmm. that clarity. And then from there, you know, we take a look at, at setting goals, um, setting up strategies, um, and I also do that from a holistic standpoint. So let me tell you what that is. A lot of business mm-hmm. coaches will work with you just about your bottom line and where you want to go. You know, oh, you want to start a business? Okay, let's get you there uh, with that number, that bottom line. The way that I work with people is on a holistic approach because I feel that every aspect of your life affects your business. So we take a look at also what's going on with your relationships, what's going on with you personally, uh, what's going on with you uh, health-wise, spiritually, financially. You know, these are all other areas that can affect your business. So we also set goals in those areas so that, you know, it all aligns with your business. And, you know, Lisa, I agree 150% because um, if if you have, if you bring a business on top of a, um, a lifestyle that is, that they don't gel, then yes. it's going to put strain on both your life, your relationships, your financial situation, as well as the business. So you, you almost are setting yourself up to fail to begin with. And folks, if you're listening that's where a coach comes in. That's where a coach says, oh, hey, you know, blow the whistle. Let's stop right here. Let's look at all these components. Let's make sure that they're going to all move together, that everything's going to play well, because starting a business is stressful anyway. Yes. But if you put it on top of other issues and it doesn't fit, then then it's going to be miserable for everybody, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's why it's so important to know. I I always ask people, does your spouse or significant other, do they support what you're getting ready to do? You know, because if they say no, but I'm going to do it anyway, I know we're going Mm -hmm. to be up for a challenge there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, how how do you take care of yourself? Are you working out? Well, I don't really do much of anything. Well, okay, we need to shift that. So mm-hmm. because you have got to be healthy in order to run a business um, because mm-hmm. the stuff that you have to do to get you to where you want to be, that's going to take uh, energy, you know. Right. So these are all the things we look at. So those all need right. to be in alignment along with that business because you are your business. Right, right. I always tell any clients that I work with, um, Starting a business, whether it's an entrepreneur business, whether it is a franchise 
it is not for the faint at heart. Say that again. (laughs) But you know what? It's not, but let me tell you, it is the most fulfilling thing. I know for me it has been that I have ever done. So, and especially knowing that you get to create your own destiny and how you influence and make an impact in your community and in your customers' lives. And and, and that positively impacts you. I mean, your business is part of leaving your legacy. You have to look at it like that. Yeah. yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well, Lisa, I am ready to hear this story that you're going to share with us. Yes, well, I thought of, uh, I, honestly, I thought of two quick stories. So one was more is about when I left corporate America, and this is a little tidbit for you guys. Uh, we were talking about the whole delegation thing. So when I first started my business, and remember I mentioned about all the different hats, well, I got to the place where my business was really taking off, and I was getting, uh, as they say, in the weeds. You know, it's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't continue to do everything. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I called my assistant, who was my assistant at the hotel, and I said, Natalie, I said, would you like to pick up some extra money? I said, I need help. I said, I need you. I said, can you give me five hours a month? You know, it doesn't have to be anything big. And she said, yes, absolutely. It took, she took five hours of administrative work off of my hands that allowed me to go and do business development, work on my business, because I delegated that to her. And, uh, and then I said, Natalie, I said, you know what? I said, I'm not the only small business owner that could use your services. I said, there's a need there. And so it turns out we started a business for her. So she started her own virtual assistant business, which was before all of, you know, before it was a cool thing, you know, before anybody Mm -hmm. even really knew what a virtual assistant was. We -hmm. got her set up with her plan, her vision, her marketing, and to this very day, she has people working for her now. And so, you know, she's an entrepreneur and business owner herself. (laughs) So I love sharing that story. I always called her my lifesaver, you know. Everybody needs a lifesaver in their life if you're going to be a business owner. <laughs> so. Wow. I love that story. Yeah. I yeah. love that story, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then I have another one about the importance of uh, when you do have the opportunity to develop your business and do business development, you have to network. And that's one thing a lot of people do not like to do. But you know what? That is part of developing business. And you and I talked about that, Linda. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be out there when it's safe, you know, but now you're networking on the phone and online, but you have to make your presence known. So I had a client that I was working with not too long ago, um, and she's doing very well now, but she, we went to a networking event. She was very nervous. And I said, you know what, tell you what, I'm going to meet you there. So I actually met her there and I got a call from her as I was looking for a parking spot. And it was, go- it was at an art gallery because she's uh, she's an artist, um, uh, industry. And so uh, she called me and she said, I'm leaving. And I said, wait a minute, you, you just got there. And she said, yeah, she said, I walked in. <laughs> she said, I walked yeah. in, she said, and nobody talked to me. She said, I'm leaving. And I said, no, you're not. Wow. I said, you do not turn that car on. I said, you stay right there where you are. I said, as a matter of fact, you get out of that car and you beat me at the door. I am walking to the door right now. I want to see you standing at the mm-hmm. door. 
And I said, "What did you do?" She said, "I came in. Nobody said anything." I said, "Okay, we're getting ready. To, we're getting ready to learn networking 101." Right. We went back in, and I, you know, I gave her the task of talking to her, the challenge of talking to at least three people, and so she did, and ended up having a great time. And so yeah. we left. And I'm gonna tell you now, she is a networking diva. She is all over the place now. Um, she's telling other people the importance of it, and uh, she's like, you know, I started out not liking it, but, you know, you have to do it to develop your business. So, and it does take practice, and the only way to do it is to get out there and do it, and just to give you a few tips, you know, step into it, lean into it, do it clumsy, set a goal mm-hmm. of at least finding one person in that room that you're going to connect with and just, it can be just one person and just ask them, you know, how are they doing? What's going on? And then just let that dialogue open up. Um, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go in there and work the whole room. You don't have an mm-hmm. intention when you go in there and say, I want to look for somebody who looks just as scared as me or a little bit more scared than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. there are others there like that, that are introverts or don't like right. networking. So, Gravitate to them, and uh, it will get easier as you go along. It really will. Yeah, it really will. And, you know, uh, when I first started networking, uh, Lisa, I was just as clueless as your client. Um, You know, I'd been in banking forever, so to me, networking was when I called the geeky guys at the bank, and they came down and fixed the network. That's all I knew networking <laughs> yes. was. Yes. And so um, I, it, it was pretty much a train wreck the few, first few times. But I did start getting good at it when I realized, oh, it, it, it's just conversation. Yeah. I got it exactly. now. It's just conversation. And so I started, I was like your your client. I got really good at it and created women's groups and started teaching networking. And one of the things yes. that I was doing wrong in the beginning was I was going to a 7 a.m. networking event. I was going to a luncheon. I was going to a mixer. I was mm. exhausted by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I realized I don't have to do that because I'm a morning person. I don't do well with those mixers. You know, that's a whole different group goes to that. And I also know that I want to limit my time there. So I would always tell anyone in my my workshops to take three business cards. Mm -hmm. You go in, you be really strategic with who you want to meet. And when you've given that third business card away, you go home. It's done. Exactly. It's like you were saying exactly. earlier, you have to put those boundaries. If not, you have no life. It is all right. business and no life. And that's no fun either. But you know what? And that's what, that, that's what uh, really prioritizing your time with anything that goes with business. So, mm-hmm. you know, Linda, like you said, you're not an evening person. You don't do the evening mixers, but mm-hmm. you'll be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Some people who do the evening mixers, it's like, oh, my God, shoot me. i got to go to a 7 a.m. Right. 
B and I meeting, it's like no way. Yeah. But yeah. you know, so exactly really right. there again is putting that's part of your plan. That's part of the you know, as as I work with somebody, I'm like, Okay, fine and you don't have to be a part of every group. Let's decide right. first of all who your market is, your target market. Find those particular networking groups where they're going to be. You know, and as I was telling you earlier, if you, you know, if your target market is attorneys, you don't need to be out networking with physicians. You're in the wrong room. So you got to really think about and be intentional about where you're networking. You only need to be where your target audience is. You know, and then come up with your plan on how you're going to work that room. And one more thing about that is don't just be a collector of business cards. So I I do teach a workshop called Beyond the Business Card, and Mm -hmm. that networking is courting. So somebody has to start the courtship. Once once you get those cards, somebody has to start the follow-up and follow-through process. So, you know, I teach my clients how to do that as well. You know, you take the initiative Mm -hmm. and do it. That's how you're going to develop those relationships and nurture relationships, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, think about dating somebody, you know, you, you're, you're on these, uh, a lot of people who are on these, uh, you know, online dating things, you know, uh, whatever they are, platforms match and all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, how do you, you know, how do you feel if uh, you give somebody, you know, your information and they ghost you? You know, well, it's kind of the same thing with networking. Somebody, you got to nurture that and romance it. And, you know, you're not going to get the business after the first time that you reach out to them. You need to build and nurture that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, it does, it, 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 it takes time and, and their strategy to it. There's a way to do it. Yeah, most definitely. Lisa, we're mm-hmm. getting down to the end of the show. Is there something that we haven't talked about on the show that you would like to share with our listeners? You know, first of all, uh, those of you who are looking at becoming an entrepreneur, I just want to say congratulations. You are in for one of what I think is the most fulfilling journeys of your life. Uh, it is a roller coaster. Know your why and really, really be patient with yourself, you know, and really reach out and get that help. Realize that you can't do it all on your own. Um, work your plan and and stay away from SOS, that shiny object syndrome, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we, that we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. You know, once you have that plan in place, SOS SOS will not be an issue. But, you know, know your why and and work your plan to get where you want to go and get the support that you need. Because, you know what, people are out there waiting for the product or service that you have. You are the answer. Your business is the answer. That business that's either in your head already or something you have on the side, you are the answer to what somebody is looking for. You know, so get out there and do it. Step yeah, out there and definitely. do it. And if there's any way Lisa, I can support you, please let me know. And that's what I was just going to ask. If somebody's really wanting to know more about you and about Kaizen, one more time, where would they go to find out that information? Absolutely. They can go to my website, which is yourkaizencoach.com. They can find me on social media at yourkaizencoach. 
And they can also go to my scheduling uh, link, which I'm sure that we'll put in the notes. But mm-hmm. send me an email, too. You know, my email is lisa at yourkaizencoach.com. So just reach out that way, and then we, get, we can get you scheduled. So I'd love to hear from you. I, I love helping people take their, their business vision and make it a reality. You know, that's my purpose in life, and, and I would love to work with you. Wonderful. Lisa, thanks so much for being on the show today, being candid about, um, you know, business and and the approach to that. I so appreciate you sharing your knowledge and experience with our listeners. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome, Linda. And thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to, to be here and share the space with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, folks, if you remember during the show, Lisa talked about timelines and goals and how important that is. It's interesting that that uh, really aligns with the quote. You know, I always leave you with a quote, and this is a, um, a quote, and it's an unknown author, but I still thought it was worth sharing with you. It goes like this. Objectives can be compared to a compass by which a ship navigates. A compass is firm, but in actual navigation, a ship may veer off its course for many miles. Without a compass, a ship would neither find its port nor be able to establish a timeline required to get there. So in this case, you can certainly see where Lisa and your Kaizen coach would be that compass for you. Keep that in mind, folks. Thanks again for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.